everyone, and welcome to the first ever Global Fleet video news report. And it's going to be examining regional markets around the world. And this report today will be for the week of October 14th, 15th. And today we're going to be examining the APAC region, Asia Pacific uh, countries. Next, we'll examine LATAM, the Latin American fleet markets from Brazil to Mexico. We'll be examining the European fleet market and North America. So let's start our presentation by uh, uh, introducing Ralph Morton, who um, will be giving us a European fleet update for the week of October 5th, ending in October 15th. Thank you, Mike. As far as I'm concerned, I think the big news this week in, uh, in fleet in both the UK and Europe has been the rise of car subscriptions. They're becoming the real big thing. So yesterday, ALD announced that they bought a German car sharing company called Fleetpool, which gives them access to 10,000 vehicles. Now, ALD says they, they really want to get into this mobility space because they can see it's got great value. Uh, by 2026, they believe they'll launch in 10 different European countries. Now, Fleetpool is a big player in, in, in Germany, not only with its own brands, but its white-labeled uh, sort of Toyota's Kinto brand, for example. So it's, it's got quite a big footprint that ALD can piggyback on. Now, this comes on the back of uh, Renault, Renault's uh, uh, captive bank, RCI. They, they purchased um, uh, Bippy, which is a used car, uh, subscription service back in July. And that's going to be part of Renault's Mobilize package. Uh, they, they've got this brand called Mobilize, which again is based around mobility. In the UK, uh, more recently, Kazoo, which has uh, been making big news with its New York listing, um, they, they also launched, uh, they bought, sorry, a, um, a company called Drover, which has been one of the first in the, in the UK market. And now today, Europe Car in the UK have just announced they uh, are, are launching a car subscription service. Now, this is called Duoflex, and it's really quite, quite neat because it allows uh, you all the flexibility of a car subscription service, but it also allows businesses in particular to lease a second vehicle for a specific period of time, say if you're a transportation company and you regularly lease a, a smaller van, but you've, you've got a big job that needs a bigger van, you can lease that under, un, un, under this new Duoflex. So that's just been launched today and I don't have any more details about it because it happened just as we were coming onto air. But it sounds like, uh, it sounds like a really useful addition to the, to the fleet managers in the UK. And, and I believe it's also gonna be rolled out in Europe as well. So that's my report from, from uh, UK and Europe. Car subscription, it's really becoming the next big thing because of its flexibility, its ease of use. I think we're going to see much more of this, Mike. I totally agree. And, uh, and we'll be looking to future reports from you, Ralph, on giving us updates on what's going on in this uh, car subscription market in uh, the European market. So uh, next, let's examine what's going on in Latin America. And I'd like to turn that over to Jordan Wickland, who's going to give us an update on uh, Brazil and Mexico. Thank you, Mike. Uh, for uh, viewers more familiar with Mr. Antich than me, I'm, uh, I'm senior editor 
at Automotive Fleet. I'll be working with Mike uh, pretty closely on Global Fleet as well. Uh, I'm going to focus today a little bit on safety and security in Latin American fleets, and we'll end with a brief glimpse at Mexico, which for the purposes of this report we'll consider in Latin America, though globally, of course, it is in North America. Uh, it's a crucial part of fleet management, safety, and it's especially true in, in South America and Latin America, where there are some more significant challenges than some of the more Western counterparts face. Uh, unfavorable economic conditions, difficult road conditions, and even crime is uh, kind of a larger factor that fleet managers need to account for than, say, in North America and some parts of Western Europe. Uh, worldwide, more than 1 million people die each year from traffic accidents, according to the World Health Organization, and that number could double within about five years uh, if measures aren't taken to curb risks. There's more drivers, there's more vehicles, uh, there's more opportunities for you know, the worst to occur. 90% of these deaths, however, are in low to middle income countries, and in Brazil alone, there are 35,000 traffic related deaths and more than 300,000 incapacitating accidents every year. Uh, these are numbers fleet managers need to keep in mind. Uh, you know, some factors that influence uh, fleet safety are route optimization, driver training, and the implementation of technology. Well, that's true worldwide. Uh, you know, the use of telematics uh, is going to be part and parcel of a responsible, you know, fleet manager's future in the Latin American countries. You know, driver fatigue certainly plays a part. Uh, you know, we've all had to, you know, drive home, you know, late at night from an event. And, you know, once you start wiping your eyes, things can go downhill quickly if you're not careful. Fortunately, there are companies that can help fleet managers do this. They're, they can, uh, you know, train drivers about to recognize their own bad habits and to promote safety. Uh, some of these companies in South America and Latin America include the Brazil-based SEPA Safe Drive, uh, Parar, that's P-A-R-A-R, -A -R, as, as well as Younder and the US-based multinational e-driving. Uh, next, we're gonna focus a little bit on theft and security. And this is where telematics can really help managers understand how and why their vehicles and the products and certainly the people within them are more at risk. Uh, Brazil leads LATAM with more than 100 incidents per 100,000 inhabitants each year. That's more than 200,000 cases. Uh, it's less than what can be found in the US. Um, many of these thefts even occur at gunpoint, which can be a little scary. Uh, in Brazil, most occur near the state of Sao Paulo, home to 42 million residents. And uh, the, the, the vehicles most targeted are the ones that are most common. That's the best-selling you know, sedans and other fleet models. Uh, many victims are drivers of mobile app, you know, ride hailing companies and, you know, crimes are often committed in pairs uh, via motorcycle. Uh, some of the most sought after models include the highly popular Chevrolet Onyx, the Hyundai HB20, as well as the Volkswagen Goal subcompact uh, hatchback and sedans such as the Volkswagen Voyage, Renault, Logan, and Toyota Corolla, and even mid-price models like the Honda HRV crossover, as well as the Toyota Hilux pickup. Fleet managers, if you heard your vehicles on there, uh, you know, maybe uh, have a safety meeting coming up and see what options are available to you. Um, telematic services can help you track your vehicles, uh, you know, when the door, even down to when the doors open and certainly where they are. Uh, some of these, Vehicle, uh, solutions include a, a company called Web Fleet Solutions, Mix Telematics, 
and Golsat. Other players in the region include Geotab, as well as Teletrack Navmen. Uh, and that last one, Teletrack, is specific to the Mexican market, which uh, we'll end on right now. Uh, road conditions in Mexico are generally better than in South American countries, uh, but uh, it, Mexico is more known for vehicle theft problems. About 70 incidents per 100,000 inhabitants occur every year. That's about 80,000 cases. In, in, uh, in Brazil, uh, many of these are, you know, like in Brazil, they're gunpoint carjackings. Uh, again, the models are the be from the best-selling brand in the country. That's Nissan. The NP300 Frontier Pickup and Compact Sedans Versa and Suro are particularly targeted, as well as the Chevrolet Aveo. Uh, carjackers are also attracted by, you know, the more uh, mid-price models, such as the Kia Sportage, Mazda CX-5 Crossover, and even luxury brands, such as Land Rover and BMW. Uh, finally, you know, the, there are many uh, fleet armoring uh, companies that you know can can help you uh, secure the safety of your your vehicles and, and the people who drive them uh, they include uh, blindajes global armor centigon and blindajes alemanes that's what we got for the latam uh, countries uh, this week uh, thanks mike and we look forward to seeing everybody again soon yeah, yeah, thank you, uh, Jordan. And uh, interesting footnote, you cited uh, SEPA International, one of the pioneers in fleet safety in the Latin American marketplace. And, and they got their start by uh, pioneering and developing the Johnson & Johnson uh, fleet program for its fleet throughout the South American region. So next, I'd like to turn it over to, to Cindy Brower, who's going to be talking to us about the APAC region. Thanks, Mike. Uh, today, I want to focus on China and its latest uh, change in its climate policy. In fact, it's a big shift in its climate policy uh, because it's focusing um, or it's changing its focus from uh, uh, its green car credit system to actually reducing carbon emissions all over. Um, Global Data, the data and analytics company, uh, says the policy change is an effort for China to achieve its Paris Climate Accord uh, goals as well as the carbon emission neutrality target, which it wants to achieve by two, two oh, 2060. At the same time, uh, this focus shift in policy will help China's create a sustainable electric vehicle economy. So um, it's been the country, China's been phasing out this green car credit system uh, for uh, several years, uh, slowly. Um, under this system, auto manufacturers earned tradable points for selling electric or fuel efficient vehicles. However, this particular policy ended up with unintended consequences. Uh, it attracted many manufacturers to go for, <clears throat> excuse me, electric vehicle manufacturing over ICE, ICE, um, and the in, and the industry in China now struggles with overcapacity of uh, electric vehicles and market fragmentation, according to global data. In addition, this focus on uh, green car credit points inhibited the development of fuel efficient and carbon emissions related uh, improvements in the internal combustion engine. So um, 
the whole uh, focus on this green car uh, uh, credit system uh, didn't work so well in terms of unintended consequences. So the China policy that they're moving to is similar to the EU emissions trading system, which is also known as cap and trade. A cap is set on the permissible emissions in auto manufacturing, and that cap is reduced over time. However, within the cap, manufacturing companies can buy emission allowances that can be traded with other manufacturers when needed. Um, it is a big change for China's um, few, uh, climate policies. I expect that it will, uh, it is in line with its goal to become a leader in uh, certain climate change areas. And that's it from China. Yeah, very good. Yeah, definitely uh, when looking at the advancement or the transition to electrification and fleet industry, China is definitely a market to watch along with the European market. So we'll be paying close attention to those. And I'll wrap up this week's uh, presentation by examining what's going on in the North American market, specifically U.S. and Canada. And uh, the whole story revolves around two words or three words, supply chain constraints. Uh, it's, it's a global phenomenon. It's definitely impacting the U.S. and Canada, perhaps more so only in the sense that we're now starting our new model year. We're starting the 2022 model year, and already we're just barely into the year and manufacturers are issuing early order cutoffs. So um, not a good sign for uh, future product availability. And um, and probably um, an indicator that there will be a lot of pent-up demand going forward into the 2023 model year for companies that are unable to acquire products now. The other uh, big news that's going on in the US and Canadian markets is rising fuel costs. They're up 34% now and rising. Uh, it's at a seven year high now. Uh, commodity uh, prices globally are increasing. So this is definitely impacting replacement tire manufacturing and tire costs are up and with the limitations on product availability, uh, the difficulty in acquiring a replacement vehicle, which is impacting a lot of fleets, uh, they're being forced to extend uh, the service life of their existing models, which is um, resulting in increased uh, maintenance expenses. And already we're seeing a 3% increase in unscheduled maintenance expenses. And all of this is compounded by an even greater issue the shortage of spare parts. And um, this is an ongoing issue that's impacting not only the repair industry, but also the collision uh, repair industry and accident management industries in the US and Canada. So we'll be paying close attention to that, but that's the current state of the market um, in the US and Canada. The economies are going strong, but we're being hampered and facing headwinds with these supply chain constraints. So with that, I'd like to thank everybody for their individual reports and I'd like to thank you for watching our inaugural uh, weekly meeting uh, reporting on regional markets around the world. And uh, stay tuned and we'll see you next week. Thank you.